Welcome to the Pete on Software podcast, where we program with passion. This is the podcast that discusses technology, the business side of software, and the tech people that drive our industry. And now, here's your host, Pete Shearer. Hi, and welcome to episode 51 of the Pete on Software podcast. I have a special treat for you today, and today I have my first returning guest to the podcast, the man who was my first interview, Matthew Groves. Matthew D. Groves is a guy who loves the code. It doesn't matter if it's enterprise C-sharp apps, cool jQuery stuff, contributing to open source software, or rolling up his sleeves to dig into some PHP. He has been coding professionally ever since he wrote a quick basic point-of-sale app for his parents' pizza shop back in the 90s. He currently works as a developer advocate for Couchbase and loves spending time with his wife and two kids, watching the Cincinnati Reds, and getting involved in the developer community. He has a bachelor's in computer science and MBA and has experience in education, consulting, product development, and developer advocacy and evangelism. He is also a Microsoft MVP. Here's our interview. Hey, Matt, how's it going? Going well, Pete. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You are my first repeat guest on the show. So the first guest and the first repeat guest. So there you go. Oh, wow. What an honor. Absolutely. Um, I brought you on today to talk a little bit about Couchbase. So can you tell us what Couchbase is? So Couchbase Server is a distributed document database with a memory-first architecture and a SQL querying language. And there's also Couchbase Mobile, which is an offline-first embedded document database that can use something called Sync Gateway to sync to data in the cloud. So there's two main products. I mostly focus on Couchbase Server. So Couchbase Server, are they both database-y, I guess, in a way? And it just depends on where they exist. Like you said, Couchbase Mobile, it might be embedded in like mobile right. apps and stuff. And the other one is you know, a cloud kind of situation or how's that work? Yeah, yeah. So Couch, Couchbase Server is kind of analogous to like SQL Server. Uh, and then Couchbase Mobile is kind of more like SQLite. Awesome. Okay. So it's typically the Couchbase Mobile would, would be single, like single user or whatever, just whatever one person's on a the device, they would get that. Right. And then the other one is, right. is for, you know, multi, just a lot of connections, the kind of things you typically expect. Correct, correct. And, and Couchbase Mobile can uh, communicate with Couchbase Server via that sync gateway piece of software there, which is a separate server. Uh, optional, though. You don't have to use that between Couchbase Mobile. Okay, so you, you mentioned um, it has a querying language. Tell me a little bit about that. How does yeah. that work? Does it look anything like a typical sure. SQL dialect, or is it... It oh. looks a lot like SQL. In fact, it's a superset of SQL, uh, which is pretty unique for a NoSQL database to have SQL querying language. It has a select, insert, update, delete, merge, you know, the full set of uh, stuff you'd expect, uh, joins, and a, a full suite of functions. And the superset part is that we're dealing with JSON documents instead of rows and columns. So there's some additional stuff you need to handle things like embedded objects and arrays and stuff that's you know, not possible in a table-based database system. So do you think that it's, this makes it a little easier for, uh, to learn developers who are coming from like a SQL or an Oracle RDBMS uh, because of the oh, absolutely. similarities? I mean, is, does it, yeah. does the, do the skills transfer is what I'm asking? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely the, the reason that Couchbase has pursued this is because, you know, many document databases, you'll have to learn a, a whole new API or a whole new querying paradigm. But the idea with, uh, with Nickel, is what we call it, N1QL, is that you can take your existing SQL skills and apply them, not directly and exactly the same, but uh, it's very familiar syntax, and a lot of things are very similar between you know querying tables and querying JSON documents. Can you use so as far as consuming it? You know the way applications that talk to Couchbase are the yeah. usual suspects there. Can you use .NET, Java, Node, 
PHP? Like, are all these potential clients? Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's lots of officially supported SDKs. So all the major languages are covered here, all the major frameworks, .NET, Java, Node, Ruby, PHP, uh, Python, Rust, Golang, uh, maybe another one or two I'm forgetting. There's also several community-supported SDKs for other, other languages out there as well. Okay. And then so you mentioned, uh, at least you know, thinking about Couchbase Server, does that, is that something you can install on-premises or does it have to be like a software-as-a-service, you know, something that Couchbase is including or how does that work? Okay. Yeah. So you can definitely install on-premise. So you can have it running on your Windows machine, your Mac, your uh, most Linux distros. You can run it, Couchbase Server on that. Uh, you can also install it into cloud VMs. Uh, like Azure, Amazon, uh, Couchbase server is in the marketplace for Azure and Amazon. And uh, the cloud is great because you can, you know, Couchbase is easy to scale and uh, you can scale out to add capacity, but it's spinning up another VM and you can scale in to save some money by just, you know, dropping that VM. Uh, there's not a managed cloud service right now. It's just uh, something you install onto a, a VM. Is this something, just thinking architecturally, if I'm planning and I want to get a little Couchbase in my organization, is this something sure. that people typically can deploy alongside of like a SQL and an Oracle? Is there is there a place for that to exist, or does it really work best if it's the you know the store if it becomes the source right. of truth? Yeah, this is this is a really important question, and I think whenever I talk about Couchbase, people sort of have in mind that it's an all or nothing. Like there's just one database to rule them all, and that's what I have to use. But that's really not the case. You can use multiple databases together in one system in one project. And Couchbase can absolutely work well with our DBMSs. Often, Couchbase is brought in to act as a caching layer uh, because it's got that memory-first architecture, like I was saying. So it means it's very, very fast. And so it can just sort of sit on top of your traditional relational databases, can scale out, can provide better performance. And it's also great for, you know, one step further, we'll call it a distributed session store. So if you're scaling out your web servers, for instance, you often need to use a separate session store in order to handle that. And, you know, some people use SQL Server or whatever. That can get expensive if you're scaling out. People use Couchbase Server to act as that session store or user profile store, that sort of thing. And then to, to your last point, it is a document database, which means, you know, there's some information about the documents that the server can reason about. And it comes with that great SQL query language, the nickel language. So it, it can be used as a database of record as well. So-called database of record, the, the main database. Okay, so what do you think makes Couchbase better then? You know, you explained it's a document database. It's kind of, yeah. we can lump it in that gigantic NoSQL, which means everything and nothing all at the same time, that NoSQL <laughs> bucket. Why would this be better than me using Mongo or, you know, Redis for, you know, some of the caching or whatever? Like what features makes this, what's the selling point? What's the pitch? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to necessarily call out any particular vendors and, and put them down or anything, but I, I can tell you why I like Couchbase and why I think you should give it a try. Uh, there's a free version you can download, Couchbase Community. Uh, you can deploy it to production if you want to, but definitely give it a try. I think the things that stand out to me about Couchbase is that memory-first architecture I was talking about. I mean, this is really the root of Couchbase, is that uh, you're, you're working with memory first and foremost, and it's backed by disk, of course, but most, you know, most all your interactions are directly to memory, which gives it a really great performance. The nickel query language, which we've already mentioned, is a familiar syntax, so you can you leverage your experience writing SQL queries and bring that right over to uh, NoSQL land. And, and one more thing that, you know, something you don't think about too much with databases, but, but usability. It's important to me. There's only one type of Couchbase node. So you don't have to set up separate load balancing software or replica nodes or anything like that. 
know, each node is able to do all the jobs on its own. Now you can configure nodes differently to optimize performance and costs and things like that, but fundamentally it's the same piece of software going on every node. And I think that makes it just a whole lot easier to work with from a ops perspective, from a developer perspective, uh, et cetera. What made you want to work for them? So, you know, you mentioned them and, and there are obviously some other people. Is this, yeah. What is it about this company that made you want to work for them that might endear them to the masses as well? <laughs> well, NoSQL is something that's always sort of been in my periphery. It's, it's not something that I've, you know, before I worked at Couchbase, not something that I spent a lot of time on. It's something, you know, I do on the side, just play around with it, but I never really got a chance to really go into production with something or, or really, you know, spend you know, billable hours, let's say, installing or using or, or learning about document databases or, or NoSQL databases in general. So I really wanted to, you know, just dive in and start learning, but I never really got the chance to. And then uh, I hate to keep harping on this, but the nickel query language really kind of sealed the deal with Couchbase for me. It's because, you know, I've been writing SQL for, oh, geez, how long have I been working as a developer? 15 years? Ah, getting old. But yeah, <laughs> I'm so used to SQL that I was able to you know, take that and understand how to write a query in Couchbase, you know, within a day. And that's something that's not completely unique to Couchbase, but the the Nickel language itself is a very, very complete implementation of SQL standard. And that's somewhat unique to document databases. Finally, I've sort of dabbled in, you know, my current role as a developer advocate. I've sort of dabbled in that in the past with like PostSharp and AOP and other things like that. But it was always something I did in my spare time after I was done working my billable hours, then I would go home and I would work on writing and, and blogging and user conferences and, and um, user groups and teaching and stuff. But this position I'm in right now allows me to do that as my full-time job. So it's something I just like doing full-time. That was another reason that I liked uh, this role at Couchbase. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And uh, honestly, I think that's it's a good fit for you, for your personality and the kind of person you are as the community. So I, I think they're lucky to have you. So you mentioned that it's, you know, it's memory, it's in memory, and, and some of that makes it, it, it fast and, and scalable and some of the things. Sure. Uh, how is the consistency model works there? Is it, you know, one of those things that's like eventually consistent? Does it, is there some risk of your data that being written to memory and before it becomes written to disk, if something happens, a power failure, or if, you know, RAM right. you know, corrupted or something, you could lose it? Or how does that all work? Yeah, well, we could, we could talk about this for a long time. Um, we could talk about cap theorem and all that kind of stuff. But uh, the way, just, let's talk about just one node. For now, let's, let's uh, skip the distributed part of it. Let's assume yeah, yeah. we have one node. Uh, so you're writing a document or you're changing a document and the change goes into RAM. And at that point, Couchbase says, okay, you've successfully written it. And then it goes into a queue to get written to disk later. And then we'll talk about there's another queue that goes off into the other nodes in the distributed system. So your concern might be what happens if someone trips over the power cord before it gets written to disk, basically. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So the idea there is that's definitely a risk. Uh, you can address that in the SDK by saying, okay, write this document and make sure it gets written to disk and then return success message to me. And so it will not return success until it's been safely written to disk. Now, the trade-off there is that's going to be slower performance. By default, it's just written to RAM first and then says, okay, done. But you can specify a stronger consistency if you want to with the trade-off in mind of reduced performance. Yeah, so that's, you can, you basically, you're saying it's configurable to the point of if I do want to use this to back a system that's Amazon.com or something, right? And it's really important yeah. to me that I catch every sale, right? I, you know, then you can sure. ratchet that up. If it's something where I'm writing, you know, an internal Twitter app for my company or something, and if I miss the CFO's tweet about the calves, then it doesn't matter as much. Maybe I go ahead and let that <laughs> down 
and I, you know, it's risk. It's how much risk I can stomach. Sure, sure. And it's that's on a per transaction ba- or per document basis, right? So you can switch it up in the app itself. So if there's one part that is maybe not important, performance is more important than you know guaranteed storage or vice versa, you can make that trade off uh, on a case by case basis. Oh, I missed that. I guess I didn't make that connection. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. it doesn't just because I have a a food database, you know, certain transactions coming in can be longer, can be those ones that we want, I want to be consistent, you know, right. and let me know for sure. And these other ones can be right, you know, a little bit later on a slight delay, if those are yeah. less important. So if I have orders, right. maybe those are super important to be consistent. And then if I have, like I said, tweets or something, those could, could have a little less consistency, same database, but it's just how I specify it in the SDK. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, so tell me a little bit about, so how about this? This is important for a lot of people with, with things that you have, there are free versions of and everything else. Like how does Couchbase make money? Are there licenses? Can you, you, you mentioned the free like developer community edition or whatever, but right. how does that work traditionally? Is there an enterprise licensing structure? Or how can we be sure, sure Couchbase is going to be here in 2017, 18? <laughs> well, if 2016 has anything is that not everything's going to be here forever. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's a fair question. Um, and actually the way Couchbase is handling licenses is changing a little bit right now. Um, but I'll just sort of cover, generally speaking, the way it works is that we have an enterprise edition, which is, uh, and this is this is very similar to other open source software companies, by the way. This is not terribly mm-hmm. uh, big departure. But enterprise edition has additional features as compared to the community edition. These are features that typically you you know you want to use in an inter- enterprise or a really big uh, company. So some additional features, and it's also one release ahead of the community edition. So as of right now, I think the enterprise edition is 4.5 and the community edition is 4.1, all right? So that's that's the versions you can download and the licenses you can you can use with them. Now, if you are a developer and you just want to tinker around with the enterprise edition, you can download it for free and you can play with it locally. Just don't put it in production without a license. Um, but if you want to try out those features, go right ahead. And well, Couchbase uh, Inc. also offers uh, some support and services based around Couchbase. But uh, licenses is a big part of the revenue, I'd say. All right. Awesome. You mentioned something you caught earlier, and I didn't think to ask, but I heard you mention. You said you can run it on like Windows, Mac, or Linux as well? That's correct. All right. So that kind of leads me to something. You know, I follow you on social media and follow you around uh, the internet a little bit, Stalker. Uh, it says that <laughs> I know you have a couch base in a suitcase or a couch base in a, I don't know, it oh looks boy. like a little something. I don't know how you get past airport security with. So <laughs> tell me what that is. What is that thing set up? What are you, what are you trying to prove there? What you know, explain <laughs> the hardware, the situation for anyone who is not follow you as much on social sure. media. Sure. So um, if any of your listeners are going to be at uh, CodeMash, there's a whole session about this thing I'm about to talk about, but it's called the, uh, it's called the couch case, which is a name that uh, Calvin Allen came up with. I'm giving him credit for that. But it is, so when I first came to Couchbase, you know, I, I never really had an experience with like distributed databases, much less distributed document databases. And so I started to learn about these distributed features. And that means, you know, let's say you have a, a Couchbase cluster and you have uh, three nodes, or if in case of like LinkedIn, there's like, uh, I don't know, 2000 nodes or something ridiculous, right? Um, if a single node goes down or like a network split or something like that, the database cluster itself will keep going and it will be able to handle that uh, either permanent or temporary uh, drop of one of the nodes. And I think it's really slick how Couchbase does this. And I thought that developers would be interested in how this works too, or, or DevOps or whoever would be interested in how this works. And so I wanted to show it off. I wanted to show a cool demo of a node going down and, and some sort of chaos happening within your infrastructure and how Couchbase recovers from it. So the easiest way to do this and the way that 
like the SDK developers uh, do it in-house, is they'll spin up uh, three VMs, let's say, or they'll spin up a, a whole bunch of uh, images on Docker and cluster them together. And so I could do that, and I would you know, go up to uh, a user group and show that on the screen, and you'd see three VMs, and I'd say, okay, now what happens if one of these nodes goes down? And I would click the X on the VM, and the node would go down, and I would show you, what, you know, how it recovers and things like that. And I was like, oh... I was getting bored just uh, thinking about it. It was just the excitingness of clicking an X. I was like, that's not really very compelling to, to watch. You know, one of the things you have to do as an advocate, as a speaker in general, is you got to be entertaining. That's one of the things you got to do. And I thought, that's not very entertaining to watch someone click an X. So I thought, wouldn't it be better if I had like three computers up here and I could unplug one of them? And that would be, or have someone from the, from the audience unplug one of them at random and see what happens. So you got Chaos Monkey fun. in a box almost. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much that's what it is. And then there's another um, uh, engineer in, within Couchbase who kind of does this sort of thing. Uh, he uses uh, Couchbase Mobile and demonstrates a lot of that stuff as well. But he has this whole setup, and there's a picture of it if you go to uh, my blog, uh, blog.couchbase.com. And he's got all these uh, like sort of miniature Intel NUCs, what they're called, with uh, a switch and cables going everywhere. And he'll unplug one of them and, and show what happens. And I thought that was pretty cool, but I also knew that going to conferences, often you have like five minutes to set up or five minutes to get out of the room before the next speaker. And that just was not going to allow me to set up all that equipment. So I thought, well, what if I put all this stuff in a little, like uh, a little suitcase or a little, like uh, a little, I don't know, briefcase sort of thing, plug it in, fire it up, and show what happens. Everything's self-contained in the box. And then when my session's over, I can just close the box and walk out of the room really fast. So that's how a couch case was, was born. It's a, it's a set of really tiny computers, I guess you'd call them. They're, they're kind of like a Google Chromecast-sized computers, and they're not really meant to be servers. So I've, I've sort of twisted their, their purpose to run Couchbase server on them. But the idea is you come up out of the audience, you'd unplug one of them, and I'd show you what happens. And that's the, that's the chaos part of, of managing your data center, right? Because you never know what's going to happen. No, that's pretty awesome. So I would definitely, I would suggest everyone who is going to be at Codemash should definitely check you out because uh, I think that'd be pretty awesome to see. So what's sure. the... Sure, or I'd be happy to come to your user group or your company and, and demonstrate for you. Oh yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. We'll uh, make sure all your contact information is out there for sure. So what's the getting started story? If I want to get started, I can go to, you know, website. Is there an easy like, click button start here? You know, how do I, how do I get from zero. Yeah, okay. So the easiest thing to do is go to couchbase.com or uh, developer.couchbase.com. There'll be a big download button there. Click that and then it'll, I think it'll figure out what operating system you have and recommend a version for you to download. So if you're on Mac, you'll click the button to download the Mac, etc. And then um, it's pretty easy. Once you just uh, download that, the software, you just uh, run the installer. There's a few, you know, click next buttons. And then you'll, it'll fire up uh, your web browser, open up the Couchbase console, and that's where you can configure your cluster for the first time. You can set up how much memory you want to give it, where you want the files to be stored on disk. You know, you can configure your first uh, what we call buckets, which is where you put documents in, uh, in Couchbase uh, server. And it's a really, really friendly, usable, uh, you know, web-based console that uh, is included in, in Couchbase server. That goes back to the usability point. It's... You don't have to install a separate piece of software to get started. You got a nice little UI with a, a query workbench. You can start running nickel queries within probably 15 minutes of, uh, of installing Couchbase or of downloading Couchbase. So is that the, the corollary like to SQL Server Management Studio or are there other tools that you would use if you were 
I don't know, kind of like the database administrator kind of person who wanted to look into the database or you need to get some information from it, some kind of analyst or something. Is that the tool yeah, you'd I'd, use or are there other tools? I'd say, I'd say it's probably pretty close to what you'd consider with SQL Server Studio, uh, SQL Server Management Studio. You can run queries. You can also, you know, make some changes to your database settings, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, awesome. So what else, anything else that uh, I should know about Couchbase that I didn't think to ask? Oh, geez. Um... Nothing really coming to mind. Uh, oh, I, I mentioned the licensing thing earlier. Uh, one of the things we're trying to do is more frequent releases for developers to get them comfortable with some of the upcoming features in newer versions of Couchbase. So I think we are, I don't know if this is officially public yet, but it's no big deal. We're releasing a developer preview edition every month, I think is the goal. And so you'd get a new build every month uh, with, you know, uh, some of the pr previews of features that we're adding to Couchbase Server over the next uh, over the next year or so. Oh, nice. Awesome. Uh, so what about you? What, uh, what do you got coming up? Obviously, CodeMash coming up. That's January, yeah. what, 10th-ish? Uh, something like that. I think all hotels within 100 miles are sold out. So yeah. Kind of late to promote it at this point. <laughs> yep. Uh, but if yeah, people who are going to definitely check that out. Should, should look your session up, I think. Or at least stop you in the hall or whatever, I assume. Please do. I've got, I'm going up against uh, Corey House, so it's going to be uh, tough to get uh, people to not go to his session and come to mine instead. No, he's going down. You're going to get that Pete on software bump, and uh, your session is going to be packed out. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything right. else Anything else you got going on? Where's you know, the blog? What's the all that stuff where I sure. can point people at? Yeah. Uh, come check out my personal blog and my personal podcast at uh, crosscuttingconcerns.com. We need to get you on that show there, Pete. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I haven't had you on yet. And uh, check out my blogs and my, uh, my teammates' blogs at blog.couchbase.com. Lots of great stuff there. I do mostly .NET stuff, but uh, my teammates work on uh, Java, Node, uh, what else, Python, all that stuff. Uh, so lots of stuff there for, for developers of all stripes. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, Pete. All right. You're welcome. And uh, thanks again. Gigantic thanks again to Matthew Gross for coming on the podcast twice. He had to know what he was in for, and he came back anyway. I don't have an independent pick of the week this week. For this episode, I just want to implore you to take action and go and download and try out Couchbase. I haven't messed around with a ton of NoSQL databases, so that's what I'm going to do because of this episode. I've mostly used Mongo, particularly with a few different Node.js apps, so I'm curious how Couchbase is going to compare. Additionally, I'm curious to try out the Nickel query language, and see if I can apply my SQL chops in a document database world. Thanks for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up on Twitter, at PeteOnSoftware, or on my blog, PeteOnSoftware.com. Until next time.